Pablo for breakfast. People of the Pilbara. Hello and welcome to People of the Pilbara. Now this podcast series is all about you, the people of our town that make Caratha such a special place to live. And I think there's something really unique about people that come to a place maybe they've never heard of in the middle of a desert, apparently with nothing to do. But as we all know, a lot of us come for a six month to 12 month plan and end up staying a decade, like I did. <laughs> so this podcast series, we're gonna have a chat to everyday people that call Caratha home and find out what they do here, what they love about Caratha and what's next in their journey. And this week's guest is Travis McNord. We spoke to Travis about how he ended up in Caratha, what it was like to put the vision of the city of Caratha into actual existence, helping to build the town centre and some of the exciting plans in the future for the borough and Morajuga. So without further ado, sit back, grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy my chat with Travis and his journey to call Caratha home. Travis, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Pablo. Happy to be here. Now, there's not many people that we can say built this city, but uh, you, I think, uh, are one of those people in your previous job, and we'll get to that in a sec. But uh, what brought you up to Caratha originally? Mate, uh, like most people, it was a job opportunity. Um, uh, my wife and I had been speaking for quite a number of years prior to, to taking on the role that we wanted our kids to have the country life like we did um, when we were we were young, I grew up in Geraldton and my wife grew up in Mandra. We still have uh, many discussions about which town's more bogan. <laughs> uh, but we, we obviously had a great great childhood. We wanted to give the kids the same experience. And then when I was working for, for Landcorp, a uh, regional manager position came up uh, to, to move to Caratha and to... Um, to deliver the city centre revitalisation and many other projects in town. We obviously had the royalties for regions money to spend at the time. Um, so, yeah, very fortunate to be involved in in delivering the main street and the quarter HQ. And obviously we had projects uh, at Baton West, Madigan, Tambra Neighbourhood Centre, mm. Gap Ridge. Uh, but as you know, my, my favourite was the uh, delivering WA's first asphalt pump track. <laughs> and... Um, I'm, I still enjoy my skateboarding, so that, that project was more for me than anyone else, mate. <laughs> well, I still remember that opening. Uh, it was, it's a fantastic park. It still gets used so much. But uh, you'd obviously travelled up in your work previously to Caratha? Or, or no, I, I hadn't. No, I, I took, the, took on the role, took the job without actually ever seeing Caratha. <laughs> so first impressions, what did mate, you think? Mate, I was, I was really impressed. Okay. Yeah, pleasantly impressed. So um, I just expected it to be uh, dead flat. You know, tumble reeds, weeds uh, rolling down the street, but it's a beautiful looking place. Like we've got a fantastic natural environment. So, you know, flying across it, across Dampier Salt, seeing the archipelago, obviously the the borough, up, mm-hmm. and then the hills at the back of town. Um, really, really impressed me. Now it's interesting because you obviously came up here knowing that things were going to change, and there was this like overall plan to change Caratha and sort of bring it up to speed. And when I arrived in town. I was like, the main part of town, it was a dog's breakfast. There was no main street or anything. So when you got here, when you looked at it, you, could you see the vision that was sort of being planned out? I could. And it's amazing. If you look at the master plan that was ticked off by um, uh, the city of Caratha, um, so the, the Shire of Roburn at the time, uh, we basically delivered that master plan. So I could I could understand the, the, the vision because mm-hmm. um, it had already been um, you know endorsed and embraced by the 
the, the community. Um, so huge potential. And it's obviously made a, a massive difference. We've got a fantastic city centre now and, and great facilities. And obviously, you know, the really driving force behind that, that master plan uh, was livability. And, mm. um, you know, we've gone a long way to achieving that now. Now, every time you drive down sharp, are you like, I built this? I built this road? Uh, yeah, not quite, mate. <laughs> I, I'm not one to take uh, all the credit. I, I made a contribution, um, and I'm, I'm really fortunate that I was able to do that. But there was heaps of, of different um, different players, and obviously the city of Caratha were, were great to work with at the time. Um, and, you know, state government had a lot to do with it as well. Uh, so what kept you in town after that project? Yeah, so, so um, that role uh, finished up, and I was actually having to, to go back to, to Perth for, for work. But uh, my wife and I and the kids loved it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we looked for, for other opportunities and I was, I was really fortunate to get a, a role with uh, Maroochydore Aboriginal Corporation. So that's, that's about four years ago now. Um, so it was touch and go at the time. We thought we are going to have to go back, but fortunately we were able to stay and, and continue to enjoy the, the lifestyle and give the, the kids the opportunities that, um, that Larissa and I had. Now, obviously quite a different role, but there'd be some similar things, right? There's lots of organisation, but you're not building a city. You're, you're trying to... you know. Um, bring the, the Burrup and the Murrajuga National Park to the forefront. Um, pretty exciting. What, what's planned there? Yeah, it, it is, mate. It's, it's um, a similar role. It's still, still property development and project management, uh, but focused on, on tourism. Um, so I have other projects that I'm involved in. We've got some really exciting stuff happening around uh, aquaculture. But yeah, my main project is the what we call the Murrajuga Tourism Program. Um, so that involves uh, three three projects and numerous numerous partners, being the the City of Carrara and also the the DBCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, the three three interrelated projects: uh, the uh, the sealed road all the way through to Konzink Bay, uh, two day use areas, uh, numerous car parks, uh, including a car park um, uh, where you can you can launch your tinny at the moment off the beach at, at Withnor Bay. Uh, then there's the planning framework, which we have to uh, go through. It's unavoidable. <laughs> and uh, and then the tourism precinct itself, mate, which is delivering a, a living knowledge centre, uh, accommodation and associated services. Um, and that's all about allowing our five language groups uh, at MAC uh, to be able to share share culture with the broader community. So a really important project. Now, I remember hearing about this project quite a number of years ago, and I was just so excited about it. I just think mm. there's so much potential there, especially for people like me who don't own a boat, uh, but they want to get close to the water. And there's some amazing beaches around there. I mean, this is not actually not too far from reality. I mean, it, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, it is. It is. So, the, well... The, the um, first part of the program, so the, the road and the day use areas are definitely being delivered. So the funding's been, been secured and, um, and all the, uh, you know, the, the uh, survey work, um, the approvals process is underway, um, design's underway, and uh, we're hoping to start construction towards the, the end of the year. So that's the, the first part. That provides, um, you know, that critical access to mm-hmm. Konzink Bay. Uh, the business case for the tourism precinct will be completed um, June-July. And once that's done and we know for certain, and more importantly the MAC board know for certain that this is a, a commercially viable project and sustainable long term, then we'll go out and secure the balance of funding that we need to deliver that project. Yeah, I cannot yeah. wait. Uh, now, if I gave you the almighty power, Travis, to, to do anything in town, change anything, build anything other than that project that we just spoke about, what would you do? Yeah, it's a it's a uh, interesting question, Pablo. <laughs> I, the, the only negative with this town is that it's transient. And so we've lost so many good friends, yeah. you know, over the, the nearly nine years that we've been here. So if I could change anything, it would be, I suppose, um, 
you know, taking on that, that Queensland model of decentralisation and uh, really focusing on, on building the population of, mm-hmm. of Karratha and becoming a true, true regional um, city with, you know, the services and facilities that are going to keep people here long term mm-hmm. um, that would be that would be the, the game changer and something I'd like to see mate there's no reason why we can't have a, a population of 50,000 uh, plus so there's probably numerous projects within that that yeah. have to get built to, to make it make it happen but I think that's what we should be aiming for and so what do you love about living in the Pilbara? mate well you know the, the natural environment obviously um, enjoy my fishing fortunately I've got a, a mate with a big boat <laughs> so I landed on my feet there and he also knows how to fish so uh, that's that's fantastic being able to go out and enjoy the, the archipelago with you know friends and, and family we've obviously got this magnificent um, Aboriginal culture on our on our doorstep mm-hmm. you know the Burra Peninsula and the archipelago is you know outstanding uh, in regards to the, the petroglyphs and the shell middens and uh, the quarries and, and even all the, the intangible stuff that you know that you can't see out there but you can learn about it's it's quite um, quite astounding and obviously the people mate I love the fact that um, uh, Karratha people um, have a real go get it attitude mm-hmm. and they get things done and it's also exciting because our projects you know we don't talk about you know talk about our projects in in millions they're always in billions so <laughs> uh that's kind of cool as well now if there's someone uh we ask all our guests this and i'm not sure if i told you but we want to know is there something that people don't know about you uh obviously they know what your position is uh now but if they is there a secret skill, a talent or something when they look at you they go, oh, I never knew Travis did that? Well, you, you know about this one and <laughs> I think my, my uh, wife and kids find it slightly embarrassing but I'm a very keen uh, electric skateboarder, yes. mate. So you, you, you would have seen me whizzing around uh, skating with my, uh, my Labrador Molly um, try to stay out of the, the way of people on the footpaths, obviously. But, uh, yeah, that's, you know... You're very skilled. I see you sometimes. You've got a dog. You've sometimes got a coffee in hand. Uh, you're very multi-talented on that skateboard. Yeah, well, I've been doing it for about three years now, mate, and still haven't fall, fallen off. So uh, <laughs> fingers crossed it stays that way, Pablo, because I won't bounce if I hit the, uh, the concrete, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, now, just quickly, did, did you envision when you leave, left school to go into this line of work, into you know, building cities and managing big projects like this? Was that always the dream? No, no, not at all, mate. When I, I had no idea what I wanted to do um, after after school. Uh, I did a couple of years of environmental science okay. and decided that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And then when I worked in, in lots of different jobs, so when I worked on an um, uh, exploratory drill rig um, in Kalgoorlie, uh, I worked um, quite a bit at cooperative bulk handling. Okay. I was brick paver for a period of time, uh, worked in crave factories, uh, scallop factories, did heaps of different jobs. And I, I don't regret that for a second. It was, mm-hmm. it was a fantastic experience and met some, some really interesting people. Um, but after a while, I uh, decided that I wanted to go back to uni and get a degree. So I went and did um, property, uh, Bachelor of Commerce oh. in, in property uh, yeah. and um, worked towards becoming a property valuer. And it was my, my dad who convinced me to do that in the end because he had been involved in real estate for, for many, many years. And um, I did that for a while. Actually, went over to, when I finished uni, went over to London and worked as a trainee valuer over there for a couple of years, which was, was fantastic. So I um, had to go and do right-to-buy valuations in council estates. Wow. They made me wear a, wear a suit so everyone thought I was a cop. 
So it was kind of like an episode of the bill every time I went to went to work. And fortunately, I was a fast runner because I had to get out of there fairly quickly a couple of times. With an Australian guest appearance. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, yeah, mate. So so really glad that I had lots of different jobs and then eventually settled uh, in a property property related uh, role. Mm-hmm. And um, when I I joined Landcorp. Uh, as a graduate, I ended up uh, going back and doing some extra study in, in project management, and that's how I, I got into the property development role. So what's next for you? Yeah, good question, mate. I'm obviously fortunate enough to be on, on council with you and uh, really enjoying that, that role. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my term um, uh, doesn't finish until uh, 2025, so looking forward to achieving some things um, with the balance of council. And and yeah, from a uh, on a personal note, um, uh, my son and I are, are training for a, an, an experience, a rite of passage for him, which I think is important. He's fourteen years old, so we're heading over to do the Kokoda Trail Bam. in July, which yeah, I'm really excited about. So we decided to do the history history tour. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with the, the guide being ex ex military, ex Australian uh, Defence Force, and uh, we're doing 131 uh, k's. So we actually go um, off the, the the current alignment of the track, which shifts, and uh, and taking in those those battlefields and things. So I think it's just going to be really important for for my son Tom and also for me just to um, get a better appreciation for the sacrifices that were made uh, back then and that have been made for for many many years. Um, so we can live a, a great life and free life in in Australia. I think it's too easy uh, these days when we've got it so so easy. So comfy. So comfy, exactly, um, to, to forget, uh, you know, those those immense sacrifices that have been made. So, yeah, looking forward to that, that trip, mate. And what have you been doing training-wise for it? Well, we're fortunate. We've got all these fantastic hills. So, yeah. obviously, been waiting for it to uh, cool down uh, <laughs> of an evening and then uh, don the, the sneakers and have just been uh, walking the hills as much as possible. Still got a few kilos to lose, though, mate. Uh, <laughs> but it's not until July, so plenty of time. Um, but from a, a work perspective, obviously, we've got some... A lot coming up mm. and some serious goals to kick, but um, looking forward to delivering that that road and uh, those day use areas, as I said, with the city and, and DBCA, and then securing all the funding for this tourism precinct because it is a, a nationally significant project. Yeah. And um, you know, people talk a lot about um, uh, reconciliation. Uh, the the Murrajuga elders um, believe that this can play an important role by building a shared pride in the ancient history of Australia. And there's a really positive message that that the, uh, that comes from the elders as well, and they they believe that everyone uh, born here has a role in uh, in protecting country. Uh, so that's the message that um, that visitors will receive when they when they head out to to Murrajuga once we've developed all this tourism infrastructure. Well, I can't wait. And uh, Travis, thanks for joining us on the podcast. No worries, Pablo. My pleasure. The feel good start to your day. This is Pablo for breakfast. It's